WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. From WNYC Studios, I'm Brian Lehrer. This is my Daily Politics Podcast. It's Friday, September 22nd. The news is full of stories about the possibility of a federal government shutdown next weekend when the government's fiscal year ends on September 30th. Some House Republicans in the party's most conservative wing want deep spending cuts in general, also no more aid to Ukraine and tougher border enforcement. There are various scenarios for passing a temporary funding measure known as a continuing resolution as negotiations continue, but there's a big battle taking place in the House over a CR. The latest PBS headline on this is McCarthy relents to right flank on spending cuts, but they still deliver a defeat as shutdown looms. The Associated Press builds on that and says House Speaker Kevin McCarthy emerged with a spending cut plan to avert a looming federal government shutdown by appeasing his hard right flank, only to see it quickly collapse Thursday in a crushing defeat, the next steps uncertain. His latest attempt to move ahead with a traditionally popular defense funding bill as a first step toward keeping the government running, was shattered by a core group of Republican colleagues who refused to vote with the increasingly endangered speaker. So that from the AP, and I know this can be as confusing as it is political with various scenarios in play for keeping the government running, items known as single-subject spending bills, like that Defense Department one that failed yesterday, or full-budget continuing resolutions that are temporary in nature, don't cover the whole fiscal year. Whatever eventually gets done is going to have to be some kind of compromise because the House is controlled by Republicans and the Senate and White House are controlled by Democrats. NBC is reporting this morning that Two House Republicans say they might work with Democrats to fund the government. It says freshman Mark Molinaro and Mike Lawler of New York's Hudson Valley, north of the city, opened the door to end running Speaker McCarthy and partnering with Democrats if the GOP stalemate persists. Um, it's rare, I'll say by way of background, for the majority of party to need support from the other party to pass bills, and it can be considered a kind of disloyalty to team up with the other party for that. So it's politically fraught. But as NBC notes, both Lawler and Molinaro are Republican freshmen who represent swing districts key to controlling Congress in next year's elections, districts that elected them to Congress but voted in the majority for Biden for president. Now, earlier this week, Politico reported that another suburban New York Republican, Andrew Garbarino of Long Island, also might work with Democrats 
to pass a continuing resolution to keep the government open. And he joins us now. Congressman Garbarino represents New York's second congressional district, the South Shore District, from roughly East Massapequa and Nassau County out to East Mauritius and Suffolk County. That is, it's mostly southern Suffolk County, but not as far out as the Hamptons or Montauk. Andrew Garbarino is in his second term. He's also a member of the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus that also includes Lawler and Molinaro and is co-chaired on the Democratic side by local Congressman Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey. Democrat Tom Swazi, you may remember, was also a member when he represented Long Island's North Shore in the House. Congressman Garbarino, thanks a lot for coming on. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to WNYC. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Brian. Uh, great, uh, great to be here. Would you do some house vocabulary for our listeners? Because people's eyes can glaze over from some of these terms. I tried to unpack them a little in the intro. But what's the difference between a budget to fund the government and a continuing resolution to fund the government as you see it from a seat in the House? Congress has the power of the purse. So we have to pass bills to authorize something, and then we have to pass appropriation bills to fund those programs that we've authorized. So we could authorize uh, six different programs, but unless the Appropriations Committee uh, passes an appropriations bill appropriating funds to those programs, they'll never, they'll never actually start. So to fund the government, there's supposed to be 12 separate bills uh, dealing with 12 different aspects of the government. There's the agriculture, there's the defense, there's homeland security, so forth, you know, state and foreign ops, which deals with all of our, our, our foreign affairs and our embassies. You know, so each one of those appropriations bills are supposed to pass individually, pass the House, pass the Senate and, and be signed into law by the president. And that's how we fund uh, the government for a year. So then a lot of times that doesn't happen. So you need a in order to keep the government funded, you either a continuing resolution, a short term or a long term is passed. And what that continuing resolution does is it keeps the government funded using the last past budgets numbers. So last year, there was an omnibus budget passed uh, in December by the Schumer, uh, Pelosi um, and, and President Biden uh, to keep the government passed, funded past September 30th. Uh, you would need to pass a CR that would use those numbers uh, from last December and everything and, would continue as if nothing changed. And so the issue for some of the House Republicans holding this up is no, we're not going to continue even for a 30-day temporary stopgap measure with the level of spendings that the Schumer and Pelosi Congress, along with Biden, agreed to last year. Is that is that part of the point? Part of the for some of them. Part of the point is we don't want to use Pelosi and and and, and Schumer and Biden's budget because it has policy, policies in it that we don't agree with. And they're right. I agree with them. There are policies in those budgets that we we would we would like to re- replace with more conservative policies, Republican policies, one of them specifically dealing with border. But that's not the only issue. You know, they, they say, we don't want to do a CR, we should pass into individual appropriations bills. But three of the people who voted against the defense uh, appropriations bill yesterday also don't want to pass a, a, a CR. So it's at, it's at a point where some of these members, uh, they just want to watch the place burn. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they don't actually, they're voting against every different possibility to keep the government funded. Um, you know, con- talks are continuing today um, to try to to try to get moving. Uh, I, th- I know the rules committee is is trying to uh, pass a rule um, this afternoon that would that would allow 
the state foreign ops, the homeland uh, security appropriations bill, the defense appropriations bill, and the agricultural uh, uh, bill all to possibly be voted on next week. But even if we pass those bills next week, we're still running up to the um, the time frame where the government will shut down on October 1st. Uh, and uh, our, our, our service members won't be paid. People won't be able to get passports. There'll, there'll be cuts in funding to uh, all sorts of um, departments, uh, state park, uh, federal parks will be closed. Everything that the federal government does, um, except uh, there's a few things that will say about air traffic control, I, I will stay open. But everything that the federal government does will shut down mm-hmm. if we don't fund the government on uh, by October 1st. I guess I can assume from part of the answer you gave uh, just now that you voted yes yesterday on the single topic spending bill to fund the Pentagon as a first step to a budget. Yes. And, and, and I, I don't, I, and, and again, the whole, our whole, the whole discussion that we've had as a Republican conference was we were never cutting defense spending. So this, this bill, actually the bill that we have now, the, the members who are against it, uh, most of them, um, that one one member is opposing it because uh, she doesn't want to see U- Ukraine funding in, in in the bill. But the uh, the other four, I believe, are opposing it. I don't know why. Um, it, it's because this bill was never. They don't want to see more cuts here because we were never cutting this bill to begin with. So this should have been a layup. Um, you know, if 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 they were honest about if they were honest about the reasons they want to do this, this bill should have. They should have at least funded the Pentagon because they want to fund it anyway. Was the Politico report that I cited about you accurate? It says you told Speaker McCarthy and company that you and your fellow centrist Republicans could work with Democrats to pass a continuing resolution if other GOP plans fail. Is that accurate? Yes. Well, so I am the representative. There's McCarthy has uh, Speaker McCarthy has what's called an elected leadership council. Uh, He has a representative. uh, He's all the leadership team, as well as a representative from each one of what he calls the five families, which are the different caucuses, uh, you know, Freedom Caucus, uh, Main Street Republican Caucus, uh, Republican Governance Group, Republican Study Committee and Problem Solvers. I'm the I'm the representative on that commission from the Problem Solvers. And one thing that the Problem Solvers and it it was it was endorsed this week by the uh, by the caucus. Uh, we came up with a framework to say, okay, if if the deal that was negotiated between Byron Donalds and Dusty Johnson and um, falls through, you know, we're we're starting discussions with uh, regional members of uh, the Democratic caucus to say, hey, how do we do? How do we move us forward? Not have a shutdown. Not put people. You know, make sure our troops are paid. Make sure people are not affected negatively affected uh, by a shutdown you know so we've been having mm-hmm. those discussions like i said a framework was passed this week um laying out what we'd like to see uh, what we'd like to have done uh we're now putting pen to paper to get that that framework into legislative text one of the um reports uh that i read uh it was either the nbc one or the um um or, or the Politico one, I have too many notes, uh, but one of them says a potential option is a new proposal released late Wednesday by the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus, of which you remember, which would fund the government through January 11th at levels agreed to in the recent two-year budget deal alongside unspecified border enforcement policies, Ukraine aid, and disaster relief. So is that part right? 
yes, that was what that was what was in the framework. Um, we would uh, we would fund the government at current levels uh, through January when if there's no actual budget deal, uh, according to this and this comes from the debt the debt deal that uh, President Biden and Speaker McCarthy negotiated. If they do not come up with a budget deal, there's an automatic one percent cut across the board of the federal budget. So it would fund up until then. And if 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 all of a sudden there's no agreement on appropriations bill, because the problem solvers caucus, Democrats and Republicans all like nobody wants the CR is always the last choice. We we I mean, we don't want the government to shut down, but we we don't want to just do a CR. We want to do. Um, individual appropriations bills because things change every year and if you continue a program that it, it, there might not be a point in continuing a program from a year and a half ago without certain updates that are in the new appropriations bills so republicans democrats they always want to pass um, appropriations bills because there are certain updates um, uh, in those bills that are that are needed um, but again if it comes down to shutting down the government which helps no one and a cr it's better to do the CR. But uh, the, the idea under the framework was let's do the CR for, for three months and move to get these appropriations bills done. That, that's all part of the framework. How rare would the Problem Solvers Caucus plan be for members of both parties to team up on a bill where you have enough Democrats, enough Republicans to make a majority, but where the majority party is not unified enough to pass something on its own, which is the more customary way that things pass. Well, I mean, uh, you don't have to look much further than the uh, the bipartisan infrastructure bill. You know that you know that uh, President uh, Biden signed into law. Mm-hmm. That bill um, was was actually born out of a, uh, a um, the Problem Solvers Caucus and uh, no a couple um, couple of Republican and, and Democratic governors and a couple of Republican and Democratic senators, and that bill. Um, would not have passed uh, if if it wasn't for Republicans and Democrats teaming together. There were not enough Democrats. Uh, uh, the progressive Democrats voted against the bill, and um, and uh, uh, Republicans voted against the bill. But uh, a lot of Republicans voted against the bill. But there were uh, Republicans and Democrats teamed up there and got that bill passed through the House. So I mean, it's it, it's it's usually on big bills like this that you have to um, that. You need to have bipartisan action, and 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 you made this point before. It's the Senate and the White House are now both controlled by Democrats, so there has to be a compromise. You're not whatever I can t- I can guarantee you one thing: whatever we pass out of uh, the House next week, if we pass any appropriations bills, that's not going to be uh, what will become law because the Democrats in the Senate, uh, Chuck Schumer, he will reject things. President Biden will reject things. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, so the focus should be move the ball forward. You know, the Republican caucus right now should, uh, our biggest issue is the border is, is fixing the huge, huge, huge problem that's going on at the border. I sit on the Homeland Security Committee and that's what we've been focusing on. Mm -hmm. If that, we should be, we should be pushing that issue and that issue alone right now to get that fixed because it is, you're seeing what's happening in New York City, you're seeing what's happening all over the country. You heard what you know the the mayor is going to cut services to help cover this cost. He wants to pull back the uh, the, the the rule where, where it requires them to house the the, um, the migrants. You got the governor saying we're full. Governor Hochul said that yesterday. So I mean, this is an issue that we should be uh, taking the ball and running with. But 
when you throw several other things into the mix, it get everything gets lost in the weeds and and we lose our we lose our strength on on the issue that is the most important to us. Here's a clip from Florida Representative Matt Gates yesterday. This was on the Timcast IRL podcast. 20 seconds. We did have to bleep a word in here that um, we're not allowed to say on the radio. Even Matt Gates isn't allowed to say it on the radio, but he can say it on a podcast. Uh, and I think he's referring to people like Congressman Gabarino. Listen. What the threat is, is that five uh, you know, liberal or moderate Republicans could just say, we don't want to do the single subject bills. We don't want to go through the pain of doing the cuts to foreign aid or to food stamps or anything like that. So we're just going to go sign what's called a discharge petition, and then just move that thing like through a goose. Move that thing like bleep through a goose. It's not a metaphor I've heard before. Uh, But Congressman Garbarino, is he talking about you there? Uh, You know, there there are several members he's talking about, Matt. Um, You know, it's it's funny because it's, and, and, and Matt's actually not the one who's voted against the, um, the appropriations bills, you know, he supported the defense bill yesterday. He, he truly wants to move um, uh, appropriations bills through. Uh, but the problem is, is we have a week left and we don't have the timing. And I'll speak for all of my my New York colleagues, because that's those are the ones I, I believe he's really a, a addressing that towards, because several of my New York colleagues have said that they would be willing to s- sign a discharge petition to keep the government uh, from shutting down. That's Congressman Lawler and Congressman Molinaro, Republicans yes, from the they, Hudson Valley. They both, they both publicly have said it. I, I've spoken to other members who are willing to do it as well. They just, I'm not going to uh, uh, publicly ask them right now. They don't, it's not about not doing the bills. They just don't want to see the government shut down. They'll do a short term one. If we think we can get it done and get these appropriations bills passed and out uh, of the caucus, uh, the House, in a month, and let's do it for a month. We, you know, but the option is they're not giving us the problem is, is they're not giving us uh, many options. So if it, if the choices come, if the choices are CR or let the government shut down, we want to we don't want to let the government shut down. Republicans have never won the argument uh, after a, 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 a shutdown. Once people start worrying about, well, am I going to get my Social Security or, or what's am I going to is this going to be covered or is this going to be covered? Are the troops going to be paid? You know, and I'm I'm really afraid that the the credit agencies have been watching us so so much so t- so closely. If we shut down, I'm afraid Moody's is going to or, or one of the other credit uh, credit rating firms is going to downgrade us. And you know what that does for our budget deficit when we have to pay more for debt? Uh, it, it, it's it, it's not good. Yeah. So yeah. the last thing we should want to do is is actually shut down uh, because um, if if we shut down. Again, it's it's a disaster. So if, if the only option that they're giving us is shutdown or CR, there are people that are going to side with the CR. But if, if the option is short-term CR and a probes bills, I think that's I think that's something where we could all get together and uh, and get done. It doesn't, but that, unfortunately, you have five or six or seven members saying uh, absolutely nothing on CR. We don't care if we shut down. You've got, and you've got like I said, you have members three or four who I think just want to watch the place burn. What kinds of border enforcement measures are in your compromise proposal? I can't get into much detail, but they are border provisions that would uh, make Republicans happy. I think it would satisfy a lot of what we've been pushing. Um, I do know some of it, it, I can say some of it goes to um, increasing 
pay for for the border patrol agents and helping them making sure that there are enough that can be hired to do the job. There's also a provision that's being discussed. Again, there's no legislative text yet, but similar to something like Title 42 that both President Biden and President Trump used during uh, during the COVID emergency to keep people um, in Mexico. That language is being worked on because you're not you're going to have to have buy-in from both sides. But this is this was something that the Republicans said. There's no point. Uh, the Republicans in the caucus said to the Democrats, "There's no point discussing everything else if we can't get some sort of border fix." And um, Democrats in the caucus agreed. And there are border state Democrats uh, in the caucus that wanted to, that want to fix this issue. And there are uh, Democrats in states like New York, New Jersey, and others that are in the caucus that that want to f- uh, fix the issue as well. Let's take a phone call. Frank in Locust Valley. You're on WNYC with Congressman Andrew Garbarino. Hi, Frank. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You know, hearing government shutdown here in our own soil, it really upsets me uh, to think that our, our community can't get paid to do their job. We've sent over $110 billion, with a B, billion dollars over to Ukraine for uh, a war or uh, a military exercise, whatever you want to call it far from our soil. This doesn't help our children. Um, I want to exp- I want to just understand the justification for spending that kind of money. So Frank uh, is obviously from the wing of your party, Congressman, who um, does not want to continue to fund Ukraine. I presume you're on the other side of that. A lot of people uh, don't um, understand how the funding's actually happened. Most of the money, if not close to all of it, has been spent in the U.S. We've sent ammunitions and we've sent um, weapons, humanitarian aid. We're not sending cash. I remember people remember the story, you know, they're like, oh, there were truckloads of cash sitting in Iraq and people were just giving out cash. We haven't done that. It's it's all supplies. All of that money is being spent here. U.S. manufacturers, U.S. contractors, the aid in the form of weapons, bullets, some food, uh, some medical supplies is being sent over. So we're, we're not just sending boatloads of cash. But you want to make sure that all of that is... Uh, is being spent properly. Everybody agrees with that. We want to make sure that there is proper oversight. Uh, there have been questions as to if if there has been proper oversight. Part of the framework that the problem solvers came up with is oversight of the money that has been sent and any additional aid that will be sent if, if it's sent. I 100% believe that we did what we had to do. Jo- Joel and Union on um, the asylum seekers. Union, New Jersey. Joel, yeah. you're on WNYC. Hello. Yeah. We know that 75% of the migrants are from Venezuela. Why the hell don't we lift our embargoes on Venezuela and stop the thing at its cause? Why do we have to com- continue to meddle in this country's internal politics to our detriment? Joel, I'm going to leave it there because we're running out of time. So he wants the U.S. to be softer on Venezuela to uh, help stop the flow of migrants from there. We could come at it from the other way, too, and be pro-migrant, which is to see Venezuelans as a potential, uh, you know, as the kind of constituency that Republicans would traditionally support because they're fleeing a left-wing dictator like the Cubans who fled Castro and are largely Republican constituents now after they became U.S. citizens. So uh, I know we're out of time in a minute. Respond to Joel or and or respond to my question. Why wouldn't Venezuelans fleeing the Maduro regime be of particular sympathy to you as presumably or to your party as presumably an enemy of that left wing dictatorship? And yes, open the border to them. 
I've been to Colombia. I saw the um, I, I've seen the Venezuelans crossing over. They are facing uh, terrible, terrible hardships in that country. Um, I don't think uh, we should stop uh, the embargoes. And, and because if we did, the money still wouldn't go to helping these uh, the Venezuelans, the Venezuelan citizens that are fleeing. Uh, the leader, the president is a corrupt uh, leader. And uh, as we've seen before, and, and we're still seeing in, in, in Cuba uh, after so many years, they, there has been nothing done to really help uh, the residents of those countries. Uh, we have uh, a lot of and actually what, what we used to do um, and we and, and it's and it has stopped was we helped. We focused on helping uh, countries get better from the inside. So people didn't want to leave. And then a lot of that money. Um, and assistance, and just and, and it's it's not even just money, monetary assistance. We'd go down, we'd help, we'd show them how to uh, run businesses. We'd have businesses invest in those countries. We'd have uh, we we'd teach people how to do uh, the countries how to do different things. That a lot of that aid has stopped, which was which has caused those countries to stop developing. Um, I think we should. That's something we should possibly look into. Get back down there in in Central America and, and South America, and 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 help them help themselves. It's. It's uh, it's something that has worked in the past, and uh, I think could be a good way to stop the the, the massive flow from everyone uh, coming up from South America and Central. And it's not, by the way, it's not just South and Central America. The southern border has people coming from. I think it's, we're over 140 different countries, from the Middle East to Asia, uh, Africa. They are they're just coming through the southern border because that's the easiest way to get in. We've been able to help in the past. I think we should continue to help uh, these countries better themselves. Republican Congressman Andrew Garbarino from the South Shore of Long Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Brian Lehrer, a daily politics podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you next time.